white propaganda about Africa. This propaganda of disassociating Western Negroes from Africa is not a new one. For many years, white propagandists have been printing tons of literature to impress scattered Ethiopia, especially that portion within their civilization, with the idea that Africa is a despised place, inhabited by savages and cannibals, where no civilized human being should go, especially black civilized human beings. This propaganda is promulgated from the, for the cause that is being realized today. That causes colonial expansion for the white nations of the world. At the present time, the world is not producing enough food to feed all its inhabitants. The strong are fed and the weak starve. That is why there are famines in certain countries, even though these countries produce certain things for human consumption. The strong go there and take the food and send it home, just as how Great Britain and France go into Africa, take out the products and ship them away to feed Europeans and leave Africans to starve. The strong will always live at the expense of the weak. This rush for territory, this encroachment on land, is only a desire of the strong races, especially the white race, to get hold of those portions and bits of land necessary for their economic existence, knowing well that in another 200 years there will not be enough supplies in the world for all of its inhabitants. The weaker people must die. At present, Negroes are the weakest people, and if we do not get power and strength now, we shall be doomed to extermination. The three stages of Negro in contact with the white man. I believe, as far as the Negro is concerned politically, that there are three stages relating to our contact with the white man. The first stage in the life of the Negro in this Western Hemisphere was the stage when the white man shackled us in Africa and brought us here and kept us for 250 years. During this period we worked and received no recompense, no pay for our labour and we were satisfied because of the white man's Christian teaching, learn to labour and to wait. The second stage was the thing called emancipation which we have enjoyed for 58 years. This stage came when they gave us partial freedom and a petty existence by way of wages and we were satisfied during that stage to do just what they told us to do. We worked for small wages and voted Republican, Democratic and so forth until after 58 years we discovered that a change was necessary. Now we have entered into the third stage of our existence wherein we say to the white man after 250 years of slavery and 58 years of partial freedom under your leadership we are going to try but 50 years under our own direction. This new stage calls for all the manhood within the race and means that we must throw off all the conditions that affected us in the first and second stages and go out and do, acquit ourselves like men in the economic and industrial and political arena. Booker T. Washington's programme. The world held up the great sage of Tuskegee, Booker T. Washington, as the only leader for the race. They looked forward to him and his teachings as the leadership for all times, not calculating that the industrially educated Negro would himself involve a new idea would in himself evolve a new ideal after having been trained by the sage of Tuskegee. The world satisfied itself to believe that succeeding Negro leaders would follow absolutely the teachings of Washington. Unfortunately, the world is having a rude awakening in that we are evolving a new ideal. The new ideal in includes the program of Booker T. Washington and has gone much further. Things have changed wonderfully since Washington came on the scene. His vision was industrial opportunity for the Negro, but the sage of Tuskegee has passed off the stage of life and left behind a new problem, a problem that must be solved not by the industrial leader only, but by the political and military leaders as well. If Washington had lived, he would have had to change the programme. No leader can successfully lead this race of ours without giving an interpretation of the awakened spirit of the new Negro who does not seek industrial opportunity alone, but a political voice. 
The world is amazed at the desire of the new Negro, for with his strong voice he is demanding a place in the affairs of the world.